0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Emily Jaminet, and I'm joined in each studio with my friend, Michelle Fanley. This is a show to help you to be inspired by our Catholic faith, to live out the gospel message and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope that this show provides you an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh in your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Hi, Michelle.
1: Hello, Emily. It's so great to be here. And I'm so excited and delighted um, about our show today. I know, I'm really excited that we're gonna be talking about women's Bible studies
0: and, and just encountering the Bible and encountering scripture. And it makes me think about all the years that we spent as young moms opening that Bible, even before we were
1: moms, and how much, you know, you never stop learning, right? Yeah, there's so much, so much you can never, Never stop. And sometimes a little overwhelming, but there are so many great tools out there compared to even when we first started, right? You started out with the old New American Bible, and now there's all these beautiful study Bibles and journaling Bibles and beautiful Bibles. So we are excited to talk with Sarah Christenmeyer today about loving the word of God, loving the word of God. I think this is just going to be one of my very
0: favorite, favorite episodes. So um, Sarah Chris Meyer is a Catholic writer, speaker, an adjunct facility member at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's the co-developer and founding editor of the Great Adventure Catholic Bible Study Program, of which she served as the director from 2010 to 2013. She is the general editor of the Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible from Ave Maria Press. Elizabeth, or Sarah has also earned a bachelor's degree in English literature from... Gordon College in 2017, she's a member of board of directors for the Marvin Retreat House, where she also serves as a spiritual program director committee. She's the author, co-author, and editor of more than 25 books and Bible studies, including "Becoming the Woman of the Word," "The Ave Catholic Notetaker Bible," "Gaze Upon Jesus," and "Walking in Her Sandals." She's been a guest in multiple Catholic radio programs podcast and I'm just excited to have Sarah join us today
2: welcome Sarah thank you Wow (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad to be on with both of you and I love that title loving the Bible that's what we do awesome
0: you know I just wanted to say before we go into our questions um, Michelle when we started there was no women's Bible there was no women's Bible study so I want to say thank you Sarah for thinking about us, Catholic women, and, you know, some of the tools that, that we really do need and want and hope to go deeper. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your journey and, you know, what what led you down this path?
2: Yeah, so I, uh, I'm i a convert and um, spent the, the first half of my life, I guess, as uh, in a a very, very vibrantly Christian evangelical Protestant family. And then, uh, for better or worse, I like to think for better, (laughs) I I married a cradle Catholic Mm -hmm. who reverted back to the faith after uh, when we had our first child, which launched me on this journey into the Catholic Church that I was totally not expecting. And um, it, it kind of through me for for quite a loop for a number of years there. Um, but once once I became Catholic, one of the things that was kind of painfully obvious to me, this was, I don't know, thirty five years ago now. so it's been a little while. But people didn't really Catholics didn't really read the Bible very much. I mean, they did at mass. There were some Bible studies, and but it wasn't the way I was used to. So it was very hard for me to kind of find my place in this new church family that I was part of because I didn't know how to really, I didn't know how to praise the rosary. I wasn't familiar with the ways that most people were doing things, and they weren't reading the Bible. So, kind of as self preservation, I began leading Bible studies and um, teaching and studying the Bible, you know, from a Catholic perspective and just. One thing led to another until I was writing studies and and so on. Uh, but that's how I got launched.
1: And what is pe- what are people's reactions? That still, I think to this day, a, a lot of people aren't comfortable or familiar with just picking up the Bible and and reading it. So when you're teaching them, you know, really how to to dive in, you know, what's the response and how do people learn even to do this?
2: Well a bunch of questions in there. <laughs> you um, how do people respond? Usually, uh, very often, um, Catholics I'm talking to really want to read the Bible more, and I think the first response that I noticed as I began leading Bible studies was that um, people knew more than they thought that they did, and maybe just because they weren't used to calling up chapter and verse or Um, maybe didn't know a lot about the Old Testament. Um, People were used to hearing Scripture at Mass. They just weren't used to reading the Bible. So the first thing became kind of, well, how do you open the Bible? How do you read it? And let's get a big picture of what the Bible story is so that you can understand the bits that that you're reading. And then as Uh, those little aha moments come and as the sparks start illuminating your understanding of the overall Bible, let's dive in and read individual bits of it with a little bit more understanding.
0: That's so true. I remember a couple times, you know, when someone asks you about a particular verse or they recite that particular verse and you're just like, wow, that's cool, you know, but there (laughs) is, we we do know more, you know, because we're so... um, you know the the scripture is just always a part of our worship, obviously in the mass and and in the liturgy and even. But you know I think as Catholics we lack the confidence, the confidence mm-hmm. to even engage or to see or to even pull out the pieces um, we like the most. So, you know, maybe with that, tell us a little bit more about, you know, becoming a woman of the word. You know what where did that come from? what What is this concept of going from intimidated to becoming a woman of the word?
2: Well, that phrase "becoming women of the word comes, I mean, it comes out of my book that I wrote, which is based on uh, it it looks at women of the scriptures, primarily women of the Old testament. and how they, uh, what they can teach us about what it is to have faith, how we can trust God, how we can walk with Him on a day-to-day basis. But it all leads to Mary. And I think when I think of what does it mean to become a woman of the Word, she's the one I think of. And there's two little scenes that I can point to that will give you the idea. The first one is her Magnificat. If you read her Magnificat, pretty much every Catholic knows it, if not by heart, they're certainly very familiar with it, it is chock full of Old Testament scriptures. And what that tells me is that as, even as a young woman, she had read and listened to and kind of internalized so much scripture that it actually became part of her to the point that when she poured out her voice in prayer, it's coming out with threads of scripture running all through it which is just a beautiful thing. And then when you look at the Annunciation, uh, actually when you look at, at the various things that we know about her life, I think she gives a picture of a woman of the Word because she hears the Word of God spoken by the angel. She, I don't think she understands it, I have to say. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, <laughs> but it does enough to know, you know, she knows the overall thing that's happening, just not the how. But she internalizes it. She receives it deep inside her. She says yes to it. She ponders it. Through the years, she's pondering it. And eventually, the result is she gives birth to the Word himself. And that is a model of what we do in receiving the Word and pondering it to the point that it takes flesh in us. And we give birth to the Word in our words and actions and so on as Christ Kind of takes flesh within us. So she's my model. That's becoming women of the word to me.
1: That is a really beautiful book. I've really enjoyed um, just looking at all those incredible women of scripture in a new light. And you really, really opened up my eyes to a little bit deeper understanding of these incredible women that sometimes, you know, they're briefly mentioned in scripture or, you know, you don't know a lot about them. So thank you for really sh- opening those women up to us and showing those incredible examples of how we too can be just these women, women of the word here. Now you, you are so welcome. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. And you have done an incredible new project um, as the editor of this new Bible, Living the Word, Catholic Women's Bible. So I have a copy in front of me right now. And it is, I, I really have been surprised at how different it was than every other Bible that I've had and how much I love it. For prayer, because I think there's different good Bibles that when you want to study, that's got a lot of notes, but these mm-hmm. have much more, um, this is more of a, a prayer Bible, I feel almost. So can you tell us a little bit about what this Bible, you know, where this started from and what's included in this new Bible?
2: Yeah, and that really is the idea behind it, because today, unlike a couple decades ago, you know, we have a lot of resources to learn to understand the Bible, to study it, and so on. But that doesn't help if you don't read it. And my desire is always to, in any way I can, to help women to actually, and men, but in this case women, uh, actually read the Bible. So it starts out by being very beautiful and inviting. I mean, it has large margins so that if you have things that you want to write down, whether it's a prayer or a, a note or, you know, something that you've learned or a meaning of a Hebrew word or something like that, there's plenty of room in the Bible to write it. There's catechism references that you can look up if you want, but there there also are a lot of beautiful features that don't just draw them attention to themselves, but that put you back into scripture reading it. So, for example, there might be a uh, a little portrait of one of the women of the Bible. And then at the end, it'll say, you know, from this person, we learned more about faith, if you want to read more about that. And then it will give other scriptures and so on, so that you can start on your own little kind of a treasure hunt through the Bible to um, just read more and look, look more into whatever that, um, that topic is. There are essays. Some of them are educational. Some of them are really practical, like how do you start reading the Bible? What do you do with the boring passages? You know, do you skip them, or do they mean something? Um, Some of them are inspirational. Um, Some of them are devotional, and all of them are hopefully encouraging you to pray with Scripture, to hear God speak to you into your life, and then to respond back to Him in prayer.
1: I have to say my favorite are the little saint quotes because sometimes I'll be working on a scripture piece with my spiritual director and it'll just be happen that there'll be a saint quote on that page with the picture. And sometimes that speaks to me in, in an extra special way. There'll be something that really strikes my heart, how that connected so well with what with, with the scripture and, you know, I like just opened up to a page right now. It's, it's Josephine Bakita. There's a picture of her and it says, the whole of my life has been God's gift. Like these just mm. really beautiful quotes that um, I think are great to ponder over when you're when you're praying.
2: Yeah, and one of the things we did—so this is a Bible written—I mean, the Bible itself is the Bible, but the additional features are written by women, for women. And I had this feeling uh, of—so we highlighted women of Scripture by having portraits, sort of verbal portraits of them. We also highlighted these women saints throughout the ages, and you'll see— A lot of them are are saints you've heard of, but a lot of them you may never have heard of before, and we enlisted the help of Meg Hunter Kilmer in in pulling together quotes from a lot of kind of lesser-known saints, because we wanted to portray just the the beauty of the feminine genius and all the different women that there are who love God and have responded to His words. So there's the biblical women, the saints, and then 44 women... Um, like Emily, (laughs) like different, you know, different women who you will know, and you can hear them speak today, and you can read their books, who also are sharing how they have, um, you know, how God has spoken to them through Scripture. So you get this feeling of being surrounded by women in a company of women throughout the ages.
0: You know, I remember when I opened my Bible, there was a particular passage, and um, you know a family member wrote uh, the date and this was very important to that person, but I never got the rest of the details And what I loved about this Bible is that sometimes you know the scripture so speaks so um, so much to your heart that you want to remember the date you want to remember this conviction moment. And like you said with the way that this is laid out um, it it draws you in to, to enter into the scripture to to really be um, to really be changed. What was this like for you just as a catholic woman as a convert as you look back at your journey to be like now I mean this this had to be one of the greatest um kind of aha invitation moments that you know that you that you experienced of assembling a bible
2: Yeah you know it it c- came kind of completely out of the blue with Ave Maria asking me to do it and it hadn't all I wanted was a bible with Big margins. <laughs> it never occurred to me that we could do all of this. And as it came together, uh, and I just saw the different, you know, different things that were being added by so many different people, and the even just the graphics, which are just exquisite. Uh, when I actually held it in my hands, I I started crying because I it was just so beautiful to see. What, what we have here and the way that it actually does draw you into read and it does draw you into prayer and invite you in. And I'm glad you said that because that really is the goal of this.
1: I have to admit, sometimes I have a little time, hard time writing in it. It's so pretty. And I was like, oh, I don't want to mess up the pages. Oh, <laughs> but I've I have, written all over mine already. <laughs> I know. I have to get past it. I have a journal, though. So everything. And then I rewrite. Like, if I like the Saint quote, I rewrite the Saint quote into my journal. So then That's I good. can. Yeah. So it's been. I just love taking it to adoration with me. Like, I look forward to, um, to when I go to adoration to have this with me just to sit with it and Them through it and read it, and it's been really, I guess, it's really a gift. So thank you again for for all this work. I'm sure it was quite a daunting task.
2: It was, but uh, looking back on it, every bit of it was worth it. So, and we do have we have a new companion journal that actually reproduces some of those Saint quotes and other scripture to kind of encourage you as you go through your days um, reflecting on Scripture and praying with it. So it's a very helpful thing.
0: Well, you have the Companion Journal, so we have the Bible and the podcast, correct? Living the Word Bible Podcast. So tell us a little bit about this project that you're working on as well.
2: So the podcast, it's a, a weekly podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. And it's, for this first year anyway, it's me talking with various Women who have contributed to creating the, the um, living the word Catholic Women's Bible, and it's us talking about the Bible and what we love about it and how it's changed our lives. So the the emphasis with you know changes up with each person, but I, again I have loved seeing the variety of people and how you know God's God's word meets us where we are. And each one of us is so different, and I feel like we're being able to show this kind of jewel of the feminine genius as all these different people kind of sparkle in their own way and, and show how God has spoken to them. It's really a, been a lovely privilege to be able to talk to them.
0: Sarah Meyer. you know, share with us, too, like, I, you know, how do you take that first step, you know, to go from maybe not reading the Scripture daily or you just kind of rely on going to Sunday Mass to, you know, opening a Bible and to beginning this journey, you know, maybe you could give us a a window into what you've learned or where you like to sit or what time you do this or, you know, maybe something that can kind of give us a visual for taking that next step.
2: Sure. Um, in, In a way, it's kind of like exercising. You just have to do it. So all the things that they tell you about setting a regular time and place and everything are very helpful. So I have a couch that I love, that I find very comfortable, that's by a window that I like to look out of, <clears throat> and I have everything there. So I have my Bible, my uh, the companion journal that I have certain things going on, and I have a personal journal. I have my Magnificat, I have my rosary beads, and I have a place to put my coffee. And once I have all of those things... Um, I sit and, you know, it kind of varies day to day how much time I have. I have more time now than I used to because my children are gone. Um, But I uh, usually I have a, um, I'm either like reading through the Gospel of Matthew or I'm reading through the Psalms or I'm reading along with the readings of the church. So at any given time, it it may be different. But I have a, a plan that I set out ahead of time, even if I don't always keep it, because if I had to decide what to read every single day, it would be like if I had to decide how to exercise every day. I would just never get anywhere. So say I'm reading my way through Matthew, I just kind of read until something grabs me, and that's where I sit, because this is my prayer reading. It's not my study reading. So I, whatever you know, I pray first, I start reading, and when something grabs me, I go back over it, I might read it. Sometimes I read it like five or ten times because it takes that long for me to really absorb it. Uh, Sometimes I will jump to other verses that it reminds me of. Um, I just kind of chew on it for a while. And then usually, and then I'll ask, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me here? And have a little conversation with him about it. I might not like what I hear or... I might love it or whatever. I just kind of give it back to him and um, carry on the conversation however long it happens to go and, and thank him for it and write in my journal if I want to. But that's that's kind of the way I do it every morning. So... I don't
1: know if that's helpful. Yeah, no so it is good and it's I think you have to really set apart that time because otherwise you don't do it. It's not if it's not on your calendar, right? And you don't have a, if you don't have it in your routine, it's very easy just to put that to the side. So scheduling that adoration hour, scheduling that 15 minutes in your morning first thing to, you know, that's I know for me like that has been key to being able to just really soak up the scripture. Well, I, th- I like how you described where you're
0: sitting and what you have set up, because a lot of times, like you said, you might be, oh, where is that? Where's this? And, you know, but but really giving yourself permission, like Michelle said, to, to sit, <laughs> to have that yeah. prayer time to to really um, just do it. I, I like that. That's a good, good motto.
2: When I was growing up, I would see every morning, if I'd get up early, my dad would be in the living room with a blanket over his knees and his Bible, and he'd be praying with it. And that just kind of stuck with me. And when my kids were little, i made it a point of waking up early, and then if they got up early, they were allowed to kind of cuddle next to me on the couch, or if I had little you know, children's Bible, they could look through the pages or whatever, but they knew this is mom's time with Jesus before we get going on our day. And I'm hoping that that maybe you've rubbed off on them a little too. We'll find
1: out. Yeah, this would be a great gift for confirmation or, you know, high schooler, just to a very beautiful introduction to the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I saw you also have videos, um, They a video series with Ave Marie Prest companion videos that just kind of shares about you know this is the importance of scripture. How to start reading scripture? So you even offered. You know. So where can everyone find um, all the information about your Bible and your books and all your videos and podcasts and all your great tools?
2: So it's all on the Ave Maria website um, under if you do living the word Catholic Women's Bible from that page. And I'm glad you brought up the videos because you know we do read the Bible as Catholics, and they're. It it can be hard to read the Bible sometimes, but the Church really is very helpful in giving us some principles to follow and guidance. So there's a video by um, Katie Cavadini of Notre Dame and uh, Meg Hunter-Kilmer. They did a whole series that are just related to helping people start, and I'm hoping that we'll have more and more things as time goes on, but all from the Ave Maria Press website with Living the Word Catholic Women's Bible, or go to... um, instagram at living the word bible and uh, that you can find things from there also
0: i love that this session is about loving the word of god loving the bible coming to feel more comfortable our guest is sarah Chris Meyer. sarah where can people learn more about your journey as you mentioned um your different books that you've contributed to is that also through Ave maria press or do you have anywhere else
2: I have a website called Come Into The because that describes what is my mission and what I draw people, help help people come into the Word.
0: I like that. Come Into The And before we close out, is there a particular scripture you'd like to share with us today? Something that um, you turn to maybe in a time of of concern or worry or just for strength. Uh, The
2: one that comes to mind immediately is from Philippians 4, and it says, To be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And it goes on to say that the peace of God that passes understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And that thanksgiving peace, that turning things over to God, I have found to be hugely helpful in bringing peace.
1: And that's a gift that you can do that. And that's why if you're reading scripture when somebody asks you for something, you can have one verse, right? that rolls off, off your tongue. That is of of consolation is of right. That you can share with somebody else. And I think the more we know those little bits of scripture, the, the better we can share it with others, right? We just need to commit to memory. A few of these beautiful verses.
2: Yes, and I'm. Uh, I feel for people who can't because I have a. I struggle with that, even though all my family knows a zillion of them off the top of their head. <laughs> Always has been hard for me, but I find that the more I pray with them and actually rely on them and put them into practice in my life, they start to become part of me to where I can actually say them.
0: Absolutely, and I think that in this culture, with the amount of anxiety and everything, you know, living the word, we have to be women of the word, not just, mm-hmm. you know, going to mass on Sunday and fulfilling our obligation as Catholics, but there are so many awesome tools. So thank you, Sarah, for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: And yeah, do you want to, we're oh. going to just close up today in a, in a short little prayer here in the Father's Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is the prayer before scripture reading. Lord, inspire me to read your scriptures and to meditate upon them day and night. I beg you to give me real understanding of what we read that in turn, I may put its precepts into practice Yet we know that understanding and good intentions are worthless unless rooted in your graceful love. So I ask the words of scripture may also not be just signs on a page, but channels of grace in my heart. And that's from St. Origen of Alexandria in the name of the father and the son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us
0: on inspire the faith. We hope that you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit columbuscatholicwomen.com. And to hear more about our work, please check out inspirethefaith.com.